0: Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal.
1: Good morning, Columbia and Mid-Missouri. Jeff City, it's great to be here. It's Jennifer Bukowski filling in on this frosty, dark Monday, but happy to be here like I was on Friday, and I'm joined today By former Boone County clerk and my friend, Taylor Burks. Taylor, welcome.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me with you today.
1: Uh, We've got John Marsh down in Jeff City, keeping keeping track of things down there. Good morning, John.
3: Good morning.
1: And Hannah, the producer, of course. (laughs) Hello. We're going to have a couple of guests today. We have Aaron Headland is going to translate some of this economic news that came out uh, with the jobs report. And I'm going to ask him, what is it going to take to reduce mortgage interest rates? (laughs) Uh, I think a lot of people are wondering that because a lot of people are staying where they're at if they've got a 3% mortgage and not selling their houses. Which is a bummer for newlyweds like myself who are (laughs) trying to purchase their first home. So prices stay high, but with interest rates, you can afford a lot less house. So I want to hear him uh, explain when is this going to end? And we will have Scott Fawn, publisher of the Missouri Times, on in next hour. But interesting Weekend, I went to four Christmas parties, or excuse me, holiday parties in Holy a row. cow! Yeah, <laughs> it's so that time I, of
2: year. Yeah,
1: so I uh, spent most of yesterday on the couch watching the Chiefs, unfortunately <laughs> not win. Um and uh, but it was a good time. So Wednesday I had a Mizzou one, and then Thursday I had one I was in charge of Federalist Society, and then I had the two VU ones. But I learned some information I'm going to share with listeners because I want to. I want to hear from listeners if this is happening at other schools of uh, what I found out about um, it is has to do with anxiety rooms that they're using but uh, first I found this story and did you guys see this story I sent you with Columbia Public Schools their teachers union plan to protest over school safety but the strange thing about this article is they're not explaining what the safety issue is that they are protesting over uh they said that they might have a lawsuit over it so it's not going to they're not telling us why they're maybe protesting the school board meeting tonight and uh there was like a planned email that went out about what they're doing you know to prevent intruders on campus they said no it's not that it's something to do with the inside the school's but not with the students. I'm like, what the heck are they saying there's mold? like what are you talking about that you're gonna I've never seen this Taylor review were... They're going to have a protest, but they won't tell us why they're going to protest.
2: Incredibly vague. And it's it's kind of remarkable that the teachers union here in Columbia is upset at anything in administration. Yeah, every true. every board member is endorsed by the teachers union. Mm-hmm. Like there's not anyone in administration here uh, that doesn't have the teachers union on their speed dial. And so yeah. like, you're protesting your own members. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, true. Because... You know their numbers. You right. can probably text them if there's a problem, like there's b- mold in the school or something. Right. They'd probably take care of it. So, what is it that you guys are beefing about? Right. They won't even tell us. Um, we have very Brian.
2: effective protest. <laughs> I was say, are they... We're upset, period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're
1: supposed to wear all black. <laughs> so, I think that's what this article is on, um, KMI's ABC17news.com says. They, but it starts out, it's in the wake of the shooting, but then the head of the school union says no it's not about the safety for that kind of thing but we have with us brian houseworth he's in studio and maybe he has information on this or other important news to catch us up on
0: it's been a busy um, oh, it's been
1: a, i mean they put me in charge of okay. buttons this time so i better I, uh
0: here i am there okay there, there we go thank you so much counselor and, and taylor good to see you and hey, Brandon and john as well yeah it's a the reporter probably could use could have used a little bit of help on that because it was a it's a little confusing. I don't know what specifically they are protesting. The teachers union has not let us know, but what I do know it involves is later this morning at Hickman, the Columbia Public Schools is going to kind of do, and they've done this before. This is the second time. Kind of a weapons detection system. They sent a note home with uh, parents. I've got the letter that was sent back on my desk. I can bring it out maybe during the next, uh, next segment or or next hour if you'd like. But I. think what they're you know I'm not sure why the union's protesting but this is not the first time they've done it they have they have done this before
1: where they won't it, say what well, they're protesting I, they just I, show up and protest
0: well in the, keeping their
1: looking. signs say <laughs> we're secretly mad at you yeah. <laughs> we don't want people to know they're why their yeah.
0: brownie faces and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> i know this the, the the school district is saying it's a non-invasive um Basically, you just go, th- you walk through, and it's, you don't have to use like a, a metal detector. Very similar. Yeah. It, it's, um, I oh, is it because cl-
1: they're going to search the teacher stuff? I don't know.
0: I, I'm, again, I'm unclear. I, I've i not heard specifically from the teachers union. They, but Taylor's absolutely right. The union has endorsed every single one of those candidates over there. One of them last year, they did, had been endorsed before. He did not get the endorsement, mm-hmm. and he lost his reelection mm-hmm. bid um the union has a they have a lot of clout um and and we've we've documented that in in many districts particularly at cps but i don't know i think this is more of the teachers union you know more about the administration that is the board from the from basically trying to read that article but it is confusing because they referenced the shooting but they're not saying what shooting it was at first but uh, but that that's that's what it is the school board is meeting tonight i actually think the um the nutrition report is is a kind of a big deal too as well um they're talking about some of the issues the challenges that they're facing on that so the um, and
1: also they're talking about and this this will get the parents, some parents, mad no matter what they do. But they're talking about realignment plans.
0: Mm-hmm. It's going to be a report, um, yeah, and, and coming up. And that's always a big that's always a big issue. Brian, is. do you know how often they do that? I've, you know, they it, there was a I believe it was a elementary school the last time. It's not any. It's not any set amount of years. It's just when schools I was, come on board. But
2: right? I want to say it happens pretty frequently in, in Columbia. Um, Elise and I, before we built our yeah. house down in Ashland, we lived... The Ralph out in Thornbrook. Yep. That's a fairly new elementary yes. school. The new middle school down there. Uh, Battle wasn't too long ago that Battle High School got built. And yeah, so I'm they sure. have to do re- realignments. But when you are a parent or a family and you build your house or, or buy a house here yes. in, in Columbia, uh, which school you go to matters. And these yep. realignments can uh, really throw off uh, your, your education. And they always plan. seem
1: to be tweaking them right. with the mi- yeah. Which yeah. middle school yeah. they go to, which I'll yeah. mention. Ah.
0: And and also keep in mind what Taylor said is absolutely correct, and that is based on the growth, too. Mm-hmm. It's, there's been so much growth. I went down to the, when they opened up the new fire station off of... Um, we was off of scott boulevard back in september i had a chance to talk to DeCarwin seawood and again i you know i find parts of columbia every day and i've been here for seems like forever the mid-missouri area that i didn't know existed mm-hmm. but that growth down there is just absolutely incredible so yeah that is coming up the nutrition and and uh, and but the, the hickman thing is going on this morning Worth mentioning, both of you, that we had a uh, a murder over the weekend in Colombia, mm. and I don't have the specifics yet because we don't have court documents. Uh, we'll expect to get those sometime this morning. The charges... May have been filed, but the prosecutor's office and the and the clerk's office won't open until eight o'clock this morning. But we did have a woman who was killed um, late Friday night or early Saturday morning, uh, and they are seeking prosecutors are seeking first degree murder charges against the suspect John Williamson III of Columbia. From all indications, maybe domestic violence. We we don't know that. I looked up his criminal history. He was going to go on trial in April, and still will, for an alleged unlawful use of a weapon incident. He's Mm. also charged with felony stealing and with possession of a controlled substance for February. His bigger issue right now is going to be facing this first-degree murder. But I was a little surprised he was out um is these trials were going to be starting but he was and uh, he is uh he's not in the jail right now I, I confirm that he is not listed and currently listed on the boone county jail roster so uh, i'm not sure exactly where he did is did
1: they arrest him in the county
0: they arrested him in the city but you normally I mean,
1: tr- oh in, in Bo- within in Col- boone county yeah
0: and uh but there you know there could be he could be in the hospital for some reason. I don't know. I'm just, I just, I know for a fact he is not in the jail. Hmm. He's not listed, and I confirm that as well with a source that he's not. So I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do expect charges sometime this morning.
1: They could still be questioning him, they or could. you're right, he could be in the hospital, yes. or they have so much overcrowding at the jail. They're housing a lot of individuals, but I go to court they'll be like, okay, now Montgomery County Jail, now this jail, Mm -hmm. now that jail, because they're housing um, different Boone County Jail inmates in different counties. And and for those listening, Jennifer
4: goes to court a lot because she is an attorney. Not because she
1: is on trial, a criminal defense <laughs> on the wrong attorney side
0: of the law. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. When I show
1: up for my court dates, because they're yes. getting arrested all the time. Exactly.
0: But you're. I mean, there's the the. I go to arraignments. See you all the time when I'm covering court cases. Um, and at the beginning of it, there'll be Judge Crane or Judge Jacobs. They will start. Usually, they'll they'll do the video docket from Boone County. But before they do that, they'll always go to Montgomery County first. A yeah. lot seems like montgomery i maybe a couple here in moberly here and there but it seems like montgomery and then they go to boone right but we'll keep you posted guys thank you
1: all right thank you brian for that news update so the other thing school related that i learned about at one of the veterans united parties from a parent is that beulah which you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier one of the new ones apparently they have an anxiety room so if a kid is feeling stressed or anxious about something, they just send them to that room so they can chill out and it's quiet and relaxed. And things have changed with the use of the word anxiety <laughs> in my lifetime because I used to be under the impression that this was like a serious mental problem. If you have anxiety, it's something you need that needs to be treated, you know. Uh, for people that s- suffer, and or you can, it can be debilitating anxiety, but. Now it seems to be used synonymously with stress. Mm -hmm. And I think it's bad that we are trying to get rid of that because what some see as anxiety is what drove me to accomplish anything in my entire life. Yeah. Like, oh, I have a test. I'm stressed out about it. Well, that makes me study, yeah. which makes me perform well on the test. Have yeah. you noticed this trend, Taylor?
2: Absolutely. So I've uh, Lisa and I have three little boys. Our, we went to uh, Universal the week before Thanksgiving, and my oldest son didn't want to try something because he said, this makes me feel uncomfortable. And the way he phrased it, it made me sound like it was something he'd heard in school, yeah. just what what they're teaching and talking to our kids about, like, if you are uncomfortable with trying something... if if it makes you anxious or stressed you could you don't have to do it and that's did Absurd. they ever get
1: sent to the or do they go to Beulah? No, we go to, to uh, Southern Boone now. Okay. So,
2: uh, Yeah, we, we got out of CPS about four but, years but ago. What
1: but what are you teaching them? Oh, well, if you feel worried about it, then you don't have you to don't do have it. To you can go just chill in this room. Uh-huh. Well, and I wish that's what how real kind of, life works. How <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Work is stressful. What are we going to talk about this <laughs> next segment? I, instead of prepping for the next segment of the commercial, I'll just go sit in a quiet room because I'm stressed out. What in the world? Taylor,
3: nobody would ever get out of boot camp? Would they? No, no I, mean, I, I, sure. I was just
1: thinking about being
2: <laughs> on a ship. Like the number of stressful situations that you have to be in, just because of the world. And um, yeah, there's there's no anxiety room anywhere.
1: I would. So the, this parent's like, if I hear that you went to the anxiety room again, you're in trouble. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, good <laughs> You'll for think you. He has anxiety to go to the room? anxiety
2: room because he's stressed about the anxiety room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be ironic. But I'm interested from listeners are other Texas five three-eighths and 49390 are other uh, elementary schools doing this too this is the first i'd heard of it uh, we'll talk about that and we have the daily dc rundown next on wake up mid missouri on the zimmer radio network be right back
0: this is wake up mid missouri Freedom of speech, practiced here daily, and perfected on the podcast. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
1: And hey, we're back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Jennifer Bukowski sitting in, joined by guest co-host. I'm a guest co-host, and so is Taylor Burke,
2: A guest guest co-host.
1: <laughs> so, uh... Welcome, and it's time to talk about what's going on in DC. Our Congressman Eric Burleson was on Newsmax, uh, Newsmax, saying about talking about their plans for the impeachment inquiry, and we have a clip for that to play.
0: I'm, I'm going to vote absolutely for it. I, I wish we could have had the vote last week or the week before. I think it's high time that we, it, you know commit to this formal part of the process and the reason why we need to do this is because we're getting blocked by the biden administration they're not giving us access Uh, we have Hunter biden who's refusing to come in for a deposition and and so we have a lot we're getting to a point where we need to get more information but until we are under formal impeachment inquiry we're not we're probably not going to get all the information we need
1: all right. And so that will kick off our daily D.C. rundown. We need this impeachment inquiry, he says, because they're not cooperating and giving information. And now we have an even slighter majority in right. the House to right. get any of this done. it was all, you know, kind of a wrench was thrown in it, Taylor, with the um, with the vote for the Speaker of the House. So they had started getting all this stuff together. And then for how many months now? Yeah, that's been up in the air. So I'm glad that this Wednesday they're going to kick that back off because it seems like the more different committees that are investigating things, the more receipts they're finding and the closer they're getting to indicating that maybe Joe Biden had knowledge of. The shady business practices of Hunter, what are your thoughts? China,
2: oh no, absolutely, and, and I spoke a lot about this last year in, in 2022 The question I have or the concern that I have is now there are uh, it 's a three vote. GOP majority mm-hmm. uh, with Kevin McCarthy leaving, with George Santos kicked out of of Congress at least for the next three four months. The most Republicans are going to have is a three vote margin, and you know that there are some of these uh, really moderate centrist Republicans that are really averse representing Biden districts, really averse to uh, moving to uh, impeachment inquiries. And mm-hmm. so I'd, I'm I'm curious if they have the votes to start this. If this is maybe just performative for uh, some of our base on the the conservative side, but um you know you pointed it out Jen that um the stonewalling that the executive branch can do uh around the president until he wants to answer questions um is 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 pretty enormous and uh Congress has to have the ability to ask the right questions the committees are getting their responses and so this is this is the next step
1: Well, I hope that it bears fruit because, you know, they've already uncovered an enormous amount of things. They have checks, they have all these things, and I hear points from the left, oh, that's just paying off car loans and yeah. things like that give me a break you know what,
2: what? was it 10 percent to the big guy yeah hunter's <laughs> making
1: millions of dollars why would he be borrowing car payment uh-huh. money from he, the money's going from hunter to joe we know better than that
2: well and and maybe to that point and, and you may have talked about this last week jen with the special counsel hunter biden's indictments themselves shows that the more in uh interest or inquiry that you have the, the more right. receipts show up
1: well we gotta run uh we we will be back. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching
0: on YouTube. Search Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Here's what's happened in America. Everybody has fallen behind, especially if you're poor or middle income. You've fallen behind even further, and so this situation with Bidenomics or whatever you want to call it, I just call it stupid economic policy.
1: Good morning. It's Jennifer Bukowski sitting in as a guest host, along with uh, Taylor Burks, and uh, we're pleased to be joined by Dr. Aaron Headland, who is an associate professor of economics, a policy advisor, and a former White House chief domestic economist, and a friend of mine. Aaron, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me
5: on.
1: Well, we got some numbers on last week that have changed some prognoses uh, among. You know, the markets people, and they're calling the, uh, this a soft landing. They're saying the economy's soft landing comes into view as job growth slowly descends. Tell us what's going on uh, right now. What do these numbers mean to you, and what do they mean to our listeners?
5: So I actually wouldn't read that much into these numbers. I don't think they tell us much about how this story ends. I agree that a soft landing is in view in the same way that if you're an airplane approaching the airport, The airport's in view, but you still don't know whether it's going to be a smooth or rough landing. And the reason we don't know that yet is because inflation is not yet down to 2%. And the definition of soft landing, at least that I would put forward, is we get back down to 2% where we should be without any kind of recession or dramatic slowdown in growth. And we're just really too early to tell right now.
1: Yeah, they're saying low unemployment, moderating job gains and easing inflation are consistent with a so-called soft landing. This is The Wall Street Journal, where inflation cools without a recession. But it says that Friday's report could temper enthusiasm by bond market investors that the central bank will cut interest rates as soon as March. For that to happen, the economy would likely need to show signs that hiring, spending, and investment were slowing sharply, something that isn't evident in the recent economic data. So it's kind of a good news, bad news thing, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, markets have been desperate for some time for the Fed to announce. Earlier in the year, they were desperate for the Fed to announce that they were going to stop raising rates. And now they're desperate for the Fed to announce that they're going to cut rates a lot. And the funny thing is that's completely incompatible with a soft-landing story. If we go to a soft landing, what that means is that we'll get down to 2% inflation without the Fed having to do anything dramatic. The only scenario where the Fed cuts rates a lot next year is one where we enter a recession and they have to cut rates to try to fight that. So to me, though, the the main weaknesses in the economy are are still there, which is that the the growth number we had, which everyone is counting as a big number, if you look under the hood, is driven all by consumer spending. And the consumer spending was based on people exhausting the rest of their pandemic savings, all the government checks that they had built up.
1: Mm-hmm. And we
5: look at things now, credit card debt is over a trillion dollars and delinquencies are rising at the fastest pace in over a decade.
1: Oh man.
2: I have a, a question, Aaron. Um, this is Taylor. So I look a lot at labor markets just in my, my day job. I'm the president of Ross Inc has a number of companies, including uh, landscape, outdoor sports, um, What's the potentiality of a recession without skyrocketing unemployment? I mean, the labor markets have been so weird for the last four months. And what we're looking at is, you know, uh, continued strong job growth and hiring, even while we see softness in the economy. So uh, for the average person here in mid-Missouri, you know, talking about a soft landing, talking about the potentiality of a recession, uh, what's that mean for jobs, though?
5: Yeah, you're right. The labor market has been weird. I mean, not just the past four months, but really for the past couple of years, right. all the labor shortages. And you know, I, again, I'm not convinced we're going to go into full blown recession territory. I do think we're going to see growth considerably slow. And just the big question mark is whether it goes negative or, or floats above zero. But I think, you know, as you well know through direct experience now that employers, even as the economy weakens, are going to be very reluctant to let go of workers because they know how hard it might be to get them back. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the recession signs are going to be seen first in the labor market. I think we'll see them everywhere else if we do see them. And then if it gets bad enough, then employers will very reluctantly shed workers.
1: Aaron, so at the Veterans United uh, holiday party, that's a mortgage company um, for listeners unfamiliar, the CEO, there was a joke basically in the video that got presented where the CEO tries pushing this button that says lower interest rates, you know, because it's hard for mortgage companies right now with these high interest rates. There's not a lot of loans going on because a lot of people are staying in their homes because they don't want to move from a house when they have a 3% mortgage into another house with an 8% mortgage. That's probably going to be a smaller house for them. Uh, But what would have to happen for that button to work? Like... What circumstances do we need to look for that will indicate that these rates will come down?
5: Yeah, I mean, we are in uncharted territory here, with, with rates having gone from incredible historic lows to now relatively high rates, and with 90-plus percent of homeowners having locked in fixed-rate mortgages. So, they, don't, as you said, they don't want to sell.
1: Yeah, so I and mean, Nikki Haley that. said of the debate that the average homeowner's age in the country right now is 49 years old. Hmm.
5: Yeah, and if, and someone taking out a $400,000 mortgage, it's over $1,200 more per month now than it would have been Whoa. a few years ago. That's, that's not the total payment. That's the increase in payment. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. $1,200 a month extra because of the interest rate going up?
5: Yeah, so it's, it's a dramatic pinch that people are feeling.
2: Not so just home loans. I mean, uh, Aaron, uh, car loans. I saw a statistic that said the average new car loan rate is nearly 14% in this oh country. Oh, my
1: gosh. So car... Ca- average. Car dealers are feeling the pinch, too, yeah. this year, then. So, Aaron, what, what do we need to look for to... Like, what needs to happen for this situation to go back to what we're used to? Or at
5: right. least number- a
1: more reasonable rate.
5: Absolutely. I think the number one thing is inflation has to go back down to 2%, which is what the Fed is trying to engineer, and that's why rates are high to begin with. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you had this inflation that was generated in large part by completely excessive blowout government spending, Mm -hmm. and then the Fed was late to the party, but once they did, they started doing the, the thing that they do, which is they raise rates to try to combat the inflation, and it's been coming down. And once we really actually get to 2%, which we're not there yet, then I think markets will start to calm down and think, okay, the end is in sight even more than we think right now, and you'll see some of those kind of bond yields decline. So I think that's the biggest thing is getting inflation down. Uh, Of course, if the economy does enter recession and the Fed has to combat that, that'll even more do that. But at the same time, I think if we want a healthy mortgage market, low rates are good, but low rates because of recession isn't necessarily that great either.
1: Right. Well, so in this article, it says that People had been hoping they would cut rates by March. Is that what you're talking about in terms of lowering the rates that would cause mortgage rates to go down?
5: Yes, yeah, so I think the Fed controls essentially a short-term interest rate called the Fed Funds rate, and I think that realistically next year maybe they cut it by a half percentage point at some point over the course of the year. Probably, in my opinion, closer to spring or summer. But that's just a half percentage point. And
1: would that re- the bigger difference? Would that result in a half? Point less on mortgages?
5: Not necessarily, because mortgages are based on more like 10 year treasuries, just kind of longer term thing. So huh. there'd be a, a modest direct effect on mortgage rates, but I think the most important thing is the communication that the Fed sends. So if the Fed is signaling that even if they're only cutting rates a little bit in 2024, they're going to cut them a lot more in 2025 or 2026, that communication, could actually drive down mortgage rates a lot. Because if you go back to 2022, the beginning of the year, the Fed actually didn't touch rates yet, but they just said, hey, the rate hikes are coming, and that's what caused mortgage rates to start spiking.
1: Oh, really? And uh, John has a question for you as well. John Marsh.
3: Yeah, Heron, you've talked to us so many times in the past, heck, going all the way back to the 80s with supply-side economics and all that. What were the lessons <laughs> learned there that could apply to... 2023
5: 2024. Yeah, well, the lessons that we, if, if, if the current White House had taken the lessons from the 1980s, they would have pursued a very different policy path. Hmm. Uh, starting with not passing the multi trillion dollar quote unquote Rescue Plan Act in 2021, which was completely unnecessary. GDP had recovered and inflation was 2% or less. And, and that's really what kind of set off this whole inflationary spiral. But we are where we are, and if we were to learn those lessons now, the solution would be, again, to pare back on government spending. we do not need $2 trillion deficits, which are completely reckless, and if we pared back on government spending and we really unleash kind of a deregulatory wave and you know, tax relief and all that, then we could get the economy producing more, and that would bring inflation down in a much less painful way.
1: Wow. Wow. Ele- You know, what that says to me is elections have consequences. Like Joe Biden (laughs) winning the White House was a bad, bad deal for America. Aaron Hudlin, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for joining us this morning on Wake Up in Missouri.
5: Thanks for having me on.
1: All right, guys, don't go away. We have to have a short break, but then we will be back with much more to say, including information about this. Lawsuit involving Washington University that the AG has filed. That's coming up next on Wake Up Mid Missouri on the Zimmer Radio Network.
0: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Saying whatever we want. Wake Up Mid Missouri.
1: And we're back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It's Jennifer Bukowski sitting in as guest host, along with Taylor Burks, former Boone County clerk, and uh, Hannah, the producers here. John Marsh is down in Jefferson City. And John has a cup. We have this AG lawsuit with Wash U to talk about. But first, we have some news out of Jefferson City that John Marsh is going to catch us up on. John?
3: Yeah, kind of a weird story that we picked up from our news partner, ABC17, a Jefferson City man is now facing assault charges after being accused of pulling a knife on a guy who knocked on his door he's identified as Julius Leonard police say the victims told them that he'd walked over to Leonard's house on Schrader Way last week to see if his girlfriend was there and <laughs> uh told the police that uh, he knocked on the door and here came Leonard with a knife man's girlfriend came out of the residence. The pair went back home. Police said that the uh, the suspect said uh, the victim tried to assault him, but witnesses said that was not the case. So there's that story. See can where you,
1: that's going. You can read between the lines on that one a little bit. Like, the girlfriend then left and went home with the guy. So, so I wonder why the guy felt the need to pull a knife, right?
3: It sounds like a bad TikTok video.
1: Yeah. It? <laughs> well, I was going to say... Sounds like you, a Jerry Springer episode
4: yeah. or <laughs> Can you imagine just getting a knock on your door and it's someone there trying to
1: stab you? <laughs> Like, who had the knife? The guy in the house? with the No, I guy? think
3: the guy in the house was oh. the one with a knife. Yeah,
1: when he saw him coming, because he happened to have the girlfriend of that guy <laughs> with him in the house. Yikes. It sounded like. Yeah, so you there might is... want to be prepared if you're with someone's <laughs> girlfriend, and here he comes knocking on your door. Well, <laughs> Don't answer the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's lucky <laughs> in Missouri,
2: that? it's just a knife and
3: not a gun. No <laughs> kidding.
1: Yeah, no kidding. What else is new, John?
3: Well, there's some traffic challenges, too, Uh, folks in Jefferson City. will find out it's a Tuesday bridge maintenance on Highway 54 over Stadium in Jefferson City. The on-ramp and the off-ramp there around Stadium, one lane of westbound traffic is going to be a mess tomorrow, but they should have it wrapped up by mid-afternoon in the capital city. So Hopefully. Yeah, (laughs) famous last (laughs) words, Yeah, we've heard that before. Yep so there you go
1: well we're lucky around here in mid-missouri because they have rush hours in Mm -hmm. places i've lived up st louis or whatever here we have rush minutes you know (laughs) if you want to leave right at five from downtown columbia you might wait a few stoplights before you get through oh man over the we don't have a whole hour anywhere
4: (laughs) over the weekend it was i got a snapchat memory notification uh four years ago the wake up family will remember this if they've been sticking around that long I lost an entire wheel going down sixty-three in rush minute, as Jennifer called it, and it was uh, interesting to say the least. Going seventy miles an hour and losing a wheel—I don't know, going faster than you when you lost (laughs) it. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's going down the road while you're stuck. Yeah, luckily I was in the right lane because that is the direction that my tire flew, Uh and it went down a hill. It was kind of near the stadium exit on 63. What did
1: you say on the radio that day, Hannah, that someone came and loosened all your lug nuts?
4: (laughs) (laughs) They were all sheared off, all of (laughs) them. And my wheel, I just remember seeing it go flying into the
1: ditch. That was a fun experience.
2: Well, you're still here with us, so you made it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Speaking of uh, the... Wake Up Family, we've been getting some texts this morning, which you're welcome to send us at 573-874-9390. We talked earlier in the show about these anxi- an anxiety room that they have at Beulah. Am mm-hmm. I saying Beulah right? Uh-huh, yep. Uh, elementary school, where if the kids are feeling stressed, they could just, like, go sit in a quiet room. We used to have to go to the principal. I didn't get sent, <laughs> yeah. but I have three different brothers, okay? Of, uh, so
2: different results. Yeah,
1: so, uh but one listener, Marissa, says these kids... Kids these days are so coddled and given so many second chances. Bad behavior is running rampant at school and the administration's own policies created it. I do whatever I can to push my daughter out of her comfort zone. She goes to Taekwondo and never has competed in a tournament. I encouraged her to compete in the next one. She said she's nervous. I said, it's good to be pu- pushed outside your comfort zone. She signed up to compete. It's our jobs as parents, as teachers to push kids outside of their comfort zone. Hey, man. I agree with Marissa.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah no that's that's what i was saying to my son when we were at the the theme park it's life is full of times where you've got to be uncomfortable
1: yeah (laughs) uncomfortable and and i agree with my friend who's like if i hear that you went to the anxiety room again you're in trouble (laughs) well (laughs) i i wonder too if this
4: anxiety room is more for the kids benefit or the teacher's benefit
1: yeah (laughs) well i
4: mean if they have a kid that's acting (laughs) out like they can, you know, remove the kid from the classroom. Yeah,
3: that's
1: to, true. To I thought you meant the teacher like to that. go to the
3: anxiety yeah, room. So, yeah, back in the I'm day, sure they called it the teacher smoking uh, lounge. right?
1: I'm sure there's some kids that the teachers would like to
4: send there, you
1: well, know, yeah, every day.
4: <laughs> you know, if there's a kid that's causing a disruption in the classroom, I think it would be beneficial to, you know, remove them from the situation.
1: But don't call it an anxiety room, yeah, then, because yeah, they're yeah, like, see that. oh, you're being disruptive. That means you're anxious anxious and we need to remove that mm-hmm.
3: I- remember the news stories from a couple years ago with the the accusations of the punishment rooms and isolation rooms that yep. Boone yeah. county school said
4: uh, yeah it was like a tiny windowless yeah they locked kids basically. in a closet yeah. i
3: mean that's which obviously
2: we're we're against we are uh, well <laughs> yes we are
4: that was a joke it was a bad joke but it was a joke
1: oh man so we're getting other texts but quickly to this uh, story about this lawsuit so i'm sure you guys remember that transgender clinic that wash you had at the children's hospital no less the premier one of the premier children's hospitals in the country uh we're seeing record numbers of kids getting trans uh, treatment to uh for gender dysphoria to change their gender especially middle school age girls and this uh whistleblower who described herself as a queer um woman to the left of bernie sanders who's married to a trans man to so the left of bernie sanders. yeah at, like politically to the left of bernie sanders married to a trans man so Ooh. that means she's a lesbian or is she still a lesbian <laughs> in their like mine i'm not sure probably but, pansexual jennifer yes but uh, is that meaning i'm running out of time to <laughs> yes. talk about it <laughs> but uh There's some new allegations in that case that we'll get to after that break. And we'll have Scott Fawn on, too. He's got some state topics to talk about. We've got interesting bills to discuss uh, that the legislature will consider. So all that and more is coming up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on this.